I'm Matthew McCleary. And I'm Mitchell McCleary. And this is Movies While They Sleep. The podcast from two brothers who watch movies and talk about them after their families have gone to bed. Welcome to today's episode where we react (laughs) (laughs) to the Oscars. Oh, we react indeed. We give our full thoughts on <laughs> last night's Academy Awards ceremony. Our full, full thoughts. And uh, also... Our full, open-handed thoughts. <laughs> and also, uh, we finally, finally give some of our thoughts on Netflix's big movie last year, The Power of the Dog. I know some of you have been waiting to hear us talk about it. We're going to include that at the end. We're finally going to do it. So, Oscar talk, Power of the Dog, big episode. Big episode indeed. We're going to go ahead and cut straight to our conversation already in progress. No more (laughs) needs to be said. Let's jump in, sleepyheads. Um... We're going to talk about the Academy Awards. <laughs> the 94th annual. Uh, uh, uh. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. What a celebration of the movies, Mitchell, right? This thing right. we love. You, you informed me they had a theme this year, which was... Movie lovers unite. Ah, united indeed. <laughs> united in our love of Army of the Dead. That great Zack Snyder movie. Uh, United in our love for the, the greatest movie moment. Uh, 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 when the Flash runs really fast. You know, United in our love of using our hands to communicate. Oh. Whether it's CODA, whether it's acceptance speeches, or presenters, I should say. Interesting, interesting thing. Tonight, often when we record these, the two of us, see how I just went over that? Often the two of us will have a movie playing in the background. Tonight's movie. Uh, you dodged I, that like how Chris Rock didn't. <laughs> Mitchell. Uh, tonight, the movie I have on the background is the winner of the most Academy Awards tonight. Six Academy Awards for the one and only Dune. Dune. And I realized that D- Dune is... Is one Dooney of Dune. three Best Picture nominees in which sign language played a primary role in the film. Mm. Um, Lady Jessica and Paul communicate. Speaking sign. of sign, <laughs> <laughs> then we've got Drive My Car, the great sign language subplot character, yes. the deaf Korean actress in that film, and then obviously. And we have a history with sign language. And we have a personal history with sign language, and yeah. and which is probably one of the reasons that I connect with Coda in in a very unique way, and that signing songs as I sing them uh, is a very natural thing to me. <laughs> Some context. We went to a Christian's preschool through eighth grade that our mom taught at, and sign language was was the like thing. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. It was just like everyone learned it from first, like first, first grade, grade up. first grade up. And so chapel every Wednesday, we we would sign along with whatever songs are being sung. And so we've we've got some history there. Yeah, Mary, did you know? But how do we even boy. begin to talk about <laughs> the sign language of it all? Oh I mean, come on. We got to address it out, up front here. <laughs> come it's, on okay. now. Yeah, so it's one of these things <laughs> that as 
as I was watching the Oscars. You know, it's it's one of those things. <laughs> Did you think your um like television was going out, or like the? Uh, well, it, it, uh, I I thought we were losing the internet or something. No, I was like, why is no, the sound? I, I very quickly I've I've seen enough live episodes of Big Brother to know what it looks like <laughs> when they're trying to cover up something. Like cut the, the sound, cut yeah. the sound. <laughs> um, I. It's one of those things where the night was going basically completely as expected. Terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, but there was not a there was not a surprise winner. I would say of the entire night there was not really a surprise winner. Right. Um, I think a couple awards could have gone a different way. I think both screenplay awards. We'll get into that. But uh, for the most part, this was going the way everyone was expected to, expecting it to go. And I and, and then it didn't. <laughs> And then this this Will Smith Chris Rock thing happened, and I just I feel so like gross and sad about it. Like that's my overwhelming feeling afterwards. Is I, I it was it was very unnerving. Oh yeah, very. There is a, a a feeling of okay, okay. There is something majorly wrong in the room, and oh, it, yeah. could this escalate to something worse? You know? Oh my gosh! Because it, it was actually kind of horrifying. For them to cut the sound. Like, that made it worse yes. as a viewer. Because you don't know what he's saying, and you see Will Smith's face, and you see the people around him, and you're like, dude, oh, poor, what poor is happening? Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> what a star. Like, she is a treasure. I mean, I she, saw a tweet. It was like, she should have win Best act, Supporting Actress yeah. for her moment <laughs> yes. of being in that shot behind Will. I mean, she is a treasure. The way she just... Went from smiling, laughing to no. Oh no, this is a serious moment. Okay, I know like, what to do. Oh. <laughs> um, it was it was very disturbing. It was very troubling, and and it was so hard, right? Because I came into tonight like very much expecting the Will Smith win, and like excited about that, right? Like, right. It wasn't it's so strange because everyone was excited for him. Yes. Like everyone's ready for him to have his moment. And it's been, you know, a career building to this moment. And I got And literally like there, twenty minutes before. We're sitting there I was sitting there watching it with Megan at one point earlier in the night and they showed the the it was the it was the best supporting actress clips and it was the ingenue ellis scene in the kitchen and king richard and i'm like man she is so good in this movie too bad she's not gonna win and they cut to will in that scene and i looked at megan i'm like man he is so i forget how good he is in this movie he is really good in it and and so i was like excited about that and then this crazy thing that happens that's very troubling and i was just so sad about that that that's gonna be the thing Right and right. Well, and, and yeah, that's that's the big thing is that immediately it's like Questlove just won an Oscar oh my for a gosh. movie that we that we loved, and oh, it's yeah. like yeah, no matter what happens, it doesn't matter. The entire show is now the Will Smith show. Yes, I mean, I mean, good for truly good for Chris Rock for still trying to make that documentaries make me feel smart joke. Uh, moments later. <laughs> Chris Rock, I'm buying tickets to his next show. <laughs> My God, <laughs> the professionalism. Okay, I have to. There's some tweets that are just in the Rolodex of my mind right now that I have to roll out. But <laughs> one of the best ones I saw was Chris Rock took a punch better than Will Smith took a punch line. <laughs> Truly. 
Malfoy. I just felt so sad. And then like P. Diddy having to go out there and like, okay, we're hey like, guys, we're gonna resolve this. That was weird too, because you hear Will Smith ha <gasps> like in the background <laughs> laughing so hard. You're like, dude, where is Chris? I know, I know. And then and then <laughs> did I did you see the tweet that I sent you? Uh which was I'm sorry, but Jamie Lee Curtis holding a dog on stage during the in memoriam for Betty White right after Will Smith punched Chris Rock is a 30 Rock sketch. (laughs) Celebrities were like, wait, we could do anything? Oh, we could do anything and get away with it. Oh, physical violence and assault on a person is like cool, so we can bring our pets on stage too. I mean, I, I, I was watching, it, it was certainly, the whole In Memoriam thing was wild, too, because it was like this very Oh, my God. They did this choir. last year, too, where they played, like, the music they chose was, like, vibing yeah. to the montage of people that have passed away, and now they've got, like, a choir singing and oh dancing to it. And again, I'm thinking to myself, hey, weird move, yeah. dancing to celebrate really sad deaths yes. happening. Moments after a violent assault. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was like this total descent into what is happening, and from from basically Thirty that, Rock Wood. Yeah, I know it was the Thirty Rock. Tracy thing. Moore. Tracy Moore. I lied. <laughs> I slapped him. <laughs> I slapped him, Liz Lemon. I slapped him, Conan. I just listened to him interview with Conan, and it was just gold the whole way. <laughs> Cut to Jack Donaghy trying to... Lemon? (laughs) How did you let this happen, Lemon? (laughs) Can't cut all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Why? It's gold. Um, It was... I mean, from from that moment into, like, the P. Diddy moment, which I mentioned, and then it's Mm -hmm. like, we've got to do this Godfather thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no one... No one remembers the at the the thirty minutes immediately following what I will now refer to as the slap. Oh no one gosh. remembers it, and and it just was like so incoherent and so not actually a celebration of movies. And this was no. this was one of my big like. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's rewind to the. Yeah. Like we have some some issues with the show totally on the whole, but let's yeah. let's rewind. We'll, we'll still cover some of the slap and the aftermath of the slap and whatnot. But from the beginning, the the, the mood that I felt. Well, one, I was just so irritated that some very important categories yeah. they're glazing over, and I saw a tweet that that uh, set or like presented that the the show tonight was longer than the past two shows the entire purpose of doing these eight awards pre-show and then incorporating them basically right after commercial breaks was to shorten the length and right and incorporating them like like a like a cliff note and the oscar goes to we're not even gonna show clips or really think about this at all yeah uh best sound design goes to dune you know and and it is so so like the categories that really make a film a film yeah that were yeah that we just cliff note them and which 
are, I mean, one of the, the statistics that people always look at at the end of an Oscars are what movie won the most Academy Awards. This year it's mm-hmm. Dune, and Dune won all, uh, all of its awards basically out of the last screen. Except for cinematography, yeah. I think, was was the one that they won live. And, right. And it's like, this is an achievement. Dune is an extraordinary achievement of movie making. We've talked about this at length on this podcast. We love this movie. It, it, it's a bit of a Return of the King. Yeah. Sans best picture, obviously. Yes, yes, but yes. It's, a, it's, a, Return it's an King important movie this year. Yeah. It's an important movie this year that doesn't feel important because every award was like was an afterthought thrown on yeah, yeah. an afterthought um, so, so so when they when i'm like waiting for the show to start and i'm on twitter seeing things winning already yeah. i'm getting so frustrated because it feels like not a moment at all and oh, that's absolutely. all the oscars is it's like oh these movie stars and and filmmakers having a moment it's it's one moment i mean especially for the people in those categories because these are right Otherwise, not thought about or cons- yeah. considered. Incredibly hardworking technicians and artists who nobody knows their names, and they're the reasons movies look the way they do, and sound the way they do, and all of these things. And and, and it's insane. Like, how hard is it to understand what a score of a movie is? Right? Like, mm-hmm. that's not. I mean, every time there was a Power of the Dog clip tonight and that johnny greenwood oh. i was like oh yeah i love this every single time i was like hans has won a ton right and he has not won in a very long time i think he has only won two uh um, okay i mean dune is great i watched a video about the sound design in that movie it's amazing like the score specifically but man and that he invented instruments and like you know good yeah, for yeah, him. yeah 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 but the greenwood one's got more heart to it yeah johnny, johnny zimmer's greenwood. more impressive but Greenwood's more heart totally. connection. Yeah. And Johnny Greenwood's going to win. He's young. He is just going to keep pumping out amazing score after amazing score. Um, I actually think the Spencer score is more interesting even to me. I think that the mm-hmm. Power of the Dog one is better, but I like the Spencer score I think is also amazing. Yeah, um, for sure. But but yeah, so that, that was just pissing me off like right out the gate of feeling like, Oh, okay, they're just announcing on Twitter. I'll just read it on Twitter, so it's not even an award show. Yeah. But it, it goes from that to, like, right off the bat, we get a performance from Beyonce that's pre-taped. And I'm yeah. just like, what? what is going on here? I know. Like, I know. why is everything pre-taped? Yeah, is, like, what are we actually going to be seeing tonight? It was just so so strange. It was you know? so weird. I mean, the, the, the performance, like, the actual footage and performance was dope. But it felt like it was like, all right, let's click on this YouTube video yeah. link yeah. and just play that, you yeah. know? Absolutely. And then then you move into this, like, supposed to be a celebration of the movies, and it was a lot of, like, Again, what's the theme? Movie lovers unite. <laughs> movie lovers unite. And then it's, right. like, a lot of making fun of movies, like, pretty good movies, Okay, like, uh, yeah, I was thinking about this, especially in comparison to other awards, like Academy Award Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. where it's like, the hosts were funny, to like, to me, the hosts were pretty good, Mm -hmm. like, especially Amy Schumer, I I was surprised at, maybe the most I've ever, like, enjoyed Amy Schumer. Yeah, 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 she had some great stuff, 
but like just right out the gate the amount of like kind of crapping on the movies yes. that were were the the one the, like the ones that were nominated yeah um and i'm sure this has happened in the past but this year just felt like yeah we know that no one watches these movies like in real life like yeah. we know that the average joe hasn't seen power of the dog but that's yeah. kind of a shame yeah and we're trying to celebrate it and get it out there and it like it sets the tone kind of right out the gate of like oh yeah we don't even care about these movies exactly. and we're hosting it yeah yes i, totally I don't maybe, and maybe it has felt like that in the past but i don't remember this feeling i see i and maybe my memory is just wrong my feeling was it's it's okay to make fun of or find the humor in the movies but it was never like tonight was like we're making fun of these because nobody watches them and i feel like that's never been the case before that, right right maybe that's the distinguish yeah. like the yeah where yeah there, there's been jokes in the past but it's not at the like idea that this industry is kind of collapsing on yes. itself yes and, and and for no reason other than it's the kind of self-inflicted harm <laughs> right like i mean just and and it's the industry trying to figure out so much of this stuff and you know this great hilarious irony that the first streaming service to win best picture is apple tv plus for coda which is amazing and insane because netflix has been so (laughs) desperate to do it um and boy they couldn't do it but but trying to figure out how do we get movies in front of people and the debacle of the last two i think the the last two was a total debacle that movie should have been way more popular than it was right it's a great movie um Right, yeah. The jokes were that people don't like movies anymore, basically. Like, they kicked the show off by saying, like, who'd rather be watching TV shows or yes. or whatever it was. It wasn't yeah, that, yeah, but yeah, it was something yeah. like that. And it was like, man. I know. Like, maybe this, maybe just for, like, a night, like, maybe it let some genuine love for this craft come through. I know. Maybe I that's know. part of what I was feeling was I never felt the the actual... Like you said, like the theme of like, no, we we're here because we care about this. Yes, like hundred percent. There was never a sense of that in any shape or form, except for maybe some of the acceptance speeches from hardworking people. And and then even like what I remember from Oscars, like growing up, or when I was a teenager, it would be like they would have themes, and it would be like, oh, we're gonna do a clip show, we're gonna do a, a montage now of like heroic moments through in the movies right and it'd be like mm-hmm. movie history and, and and i remember as a kid like i'd see oh my gosh oh i've seen that i've seen that you're looking for the clips of things you've seen i've seen indiana jones or or, or you're like i haven't seen that exactly what the heck was or that I haven't, oh my gosh what what is that from i want to know and tonight it was like i get totally happy to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the godfather i watched the godfather one and two this week they are great we're gonna do an episode on them yeah that's right yeah they're incredible like and to get those guys there was super fun uh i think the james bond at 60 thing felt a little bit like an ad for james bond but no time did i was nominated so it kind of worked but the white man can't jump 30th anniversary <laughs> i was like what 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 i mean i like that movie i own that movie but i was like why now why here <laughs> suddenly we're celebrating never nominated suddenly we we're doing? celebrating the 15th anniversary of juno 
why? <laughs> a, a movie that has so little cultural impact what, anymore? <laughs> what was the... Who's that actor, the guy? Elliot Page. No. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. When he was like, yeah, the, the wording was funny. Ego uh, is Prego. And he, he, I could see on his face, he hated I, himself. He hated, <laughs> he hated, he hated, he hated it. He, he was, he, I mean, 15 years ago, he was he, like, he was, yeah. Oh my gosh. I have to say this. Uh, did you know it's the 28th, which uh, is not a, normally a milestone anniversary, but it's the 28th anniversary of Pulp Fiction. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. But you know what? Those three came up, and I look, was like, a, a total, hell amazing. yeah. Look. Hell yeah. Uma Thurman and John Travolta dancing on stage to that song was a highlight of the night for me. And giving Samuel L. Jackson anything to do is amazing. But, like, what are we doing? Why? When we can't show these eight categories, these eight important categories, we're going to spend all the time on White Man Can't Jump. Why am I watching a clip for White Man um, Can't Jump? The the most egregious of this, like like, time substitution thing was the Wanda Sykes skit at the Movie History Museum. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that a just place that I really going. want to go. <laughs> well, the skit just kept going, and the jokes weren't landing at all, but it's no. like, why is this the thing we need to make time for I know. at and, this award And why are we ceremony? making fun of this? Right, right. Like, I would love to visit the Academy Museum. <laughs> like, I, you know, I... I'm I'm fine making fun of like whatever, but it's like when it's only that and there's no genuine, yeah. there's no actual. It's like uh, I think Norm Macdonald said like you can't do an impression of someone you hate because yeah. that's what comes across. Yeah, and, and like you 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 can't do comedy on just pure hate. No, and that's you know? how it felt. Yeah, it, it, it's that it's the same thing of like you know like. As brothers, we can kind of make fun of each other, mm-hmm. and it be all in good, t- good, good fun. But if someone else does outside the family, you're like, "Hey, what? You don't get to do that, you know?" Yeah. But it's like, but in, in a, in this like, presentation, of we're only gonna make fun of all these movies and the people that made them, and there's not any sense of wow, this was amazing. Can we be genuine for a moment? Oh my gosh. Do you know what my favorite favorite thing maybe that any aside from some of the some of the acceptance speeches Kevin Costner coming out to present the best director right. Oscar and him just telling this very earnest story of being 7 years right. old and being overwhelmed by the experience of seeing a movie and then transitioning that beautifully into talking about the work of a director like mm-hmm. I was I was just like man let this guy talk for 30 minutes about the joy of movie making. This is a guy who has one best director. He knows what that is. And even then, in that moment, like you could feel the crowd trying to turn it into a joke because he said adult movie, which he yes. didn't mean porn. He no, meant yeah. just, you it's know, it was like a grown up film. I, and and yeah. we all have that experience. Moment. And yeah. it's like such a sweet moment, too, because like everybody has that memory of the first time you got to see something that wasn't made for a, kid, a child, you know? Yeah. And that was such as amazing. That that was like my favorite part of the whole thing. I was totally in on Kevin. I'm like, let this guy host. It doesn't need to be a comedian. Like, you can do bits around a host that is just earnestly loves movies. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and 
Um, yeah, and then the other thing too, there were just so many strange moments of, uh, like, like the slap aside, just like inappropriate stuff going on, like why they had Regina Hall like literally patting yeah. down and feeling up male movie stars. Like, you know, the bit was, like, fine when they she was just like, all right, we need, you know, these attractive single dudes to, like, come backstage, like, whatever. But then she starts, like, literally patting yeah, down and that. feeling up. And it's like, they, they looked uncomfortable. Oh, those and, poor guys. And I saw some tweets. It was like, so is Me Too still a thing? Or, you know, like, obviously it's not that, that intense. But just, like, if you reversed it, it's like, yeah, this is horrible. But it's... This is, like... Truly messed up. But it's like Wanda Sykes in her video at the museum makes the Harvey Weinstein joke when she walks by the orc head, which is a funny joke. Right. Right. And so, so, and so the answer to that question like the, is no. It, right. There, the, yeah. There's awareness, but there isn't at all. Exactly. Yeah. And and that was my big takeaway was just this. this What a display of the utter confusion that Hollywood is living. It's, it's this massive cultural confusion right now. Right. Of yeah. desperately wanting to engage in political and social issues. So we had a lot of that tonight in, in a lot of the speeches. Right. And I don't, I don't typically even have a problem with that um, because I think I think people are allowed to have causes that they want to advocate for. And, for sure. And all of that. <clears throat> um, but when it comes up against the actual things that are happening around <laughs> right. in some insane ways, I mean... The cognitive dissonance of Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, and obviously the cognitive and, and dissonance that th- of Will Smith saying, God's put me on this earth to love other people 15 minutes after he slapped a man. Right. Is the kind of ultimate expression of that. It, and like getting a standing O oh, gosh, yeah. from people in the room celebrating yeah. that speech and celebrating and se- seemingly affirming what he did as being okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, like, even as I'm saying this, like, because, you know, I was kind of live tweeting the show and also posting on Movies While They Sleep some stories of just, like, me moments and, mm-hmm. you know, like, some random funny, like, one-off thoughts and stuff. But, like, I, I got some reactions and I've seen a lot of reactions on Twitter of people standing uh, Will and, like, being like, yeah, Chris deserved that for his joke. And and I, I'm just... <laughs> I, I can't understand some of the takes that are going on right I now. I know. It's, I, and I'm just sad. Like, because I'm, I'm like, I, I watch this to watch because I like movies. Yeah. Yeah. You're there for the wholesome uh, Del Toro, like, ready to cheer <laughs> posts, you know? Like, yes. like I, as bad as the Regina Hall bit was, it was like, I was just excited to see Bradley Cooper and Timothy Jalmay. And, you know, I, I don't know, the, 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 whatever, the full, like, line of movie stars on stage at one time. You're like, this is cool, yes. you know? Yeah. And, yeah, it just, it, it, it's such a strange, uh, it's such a strange jump for me of, one, seeing that happen, this, the assault, no response, awarding that man, mm-hmm. <laughs> giving a standing O, not questioning it, not thinking about it. And it's like, have, because it would have been, we, it would have been perfectly acceptable to still give him that award, but to say, hey, because of what just happened, Will is not accepting this award right now. We're right. dealing with a situation. Right. Um, right. Totally. And, and, and I, 
I mean, even like, the, even the like the COVID stuff, like it, and people are indoors, no masks, and and I don't have a problem with that because the mask mandate has yeah, been lifted. Yeah, for sure, for like, sure. There, there is no indoor mask mandate right now in California, so that was totally acceptable. But then they'd go backstage, and like crew members would have masks on, and yeah. I mean, I, I just remember videos of like restaurants having to close, but like an event would happen yeah. in LA yeah. that they would be totally. It's like, guys, y- y- you gotta act. You gotta act out what you, what you exactly. claim to believe. Exactly. Yeah. Because because it must be some some union thing where the crew on this show is wearing masks, right? That's I'm, that's probably that's my guess is what it is. Um, similar to last year's academy awards where everyone was considered a performer um right. and so they didn't have to wear their masks when they were like on the set or whatever of the academy right. awards so that was their like union loophole to get around this i don't know how real any of that was but just it's it to me it was just a demonstration of the confusion there's cultural confusion uh, everywhere oh my gosh everywhere yeah it, it it's like we can't talk about toxic masculinity and then give this guy a standing o yeah for assaulting someone yeah. and and then even like um yeah i just saw a lot of reactions that were like well like the joke that chris made was not cool about jada it's like you know regina hall was making jokes about their like potentially open marriage and like kind of like that's a that's like kind of an open wound with them yeah that they've been joked about for years. And like, so are we expecting Will to run on stage and smack Regina Hall around for making a joke? In in, in terms of like people's cognitive dissonance yes. with justifying certain behavior yes. yeah. because of a joke. Yeah. And, you know? and, and then, I'm not even saying the joke was like, yay, I'm no, glad he did it. Yeah, no, uh, um, and, but then to go on stage and say like, God's plan <laughs> for my life is to defend my family in this way. And I'm called to love people. And I'm called to love people. I'm sorry to the Academy. I'm sorry to my fellow nominees. I think we left someone out of the apology. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, man, this is so... I was just... Again, I've said this so many times. So I was just so sad. Because I, like I said, I was excited for Will Smith to get his Oscar. It should have been a very it's exciting so moment. It's like all you had to do was not slap someone for like two hours. And we've been talking about this. This was like the Jane Campion thing last weekend or two weekends ago where she she comes off this like total like slam dunks on sam elliott for for his mm. weird remarks about power of the dog power of the dog and then which we're talking about a little bit later yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about power of the dog later to to which was great and because like sam elliott had no reason to talk about that movie um in the there were traps <laughs> in the way that he did um but then, like the next night, her winning the Directors Guild Award, and for some reason, like going after the the, the Williams sisters. <laughs> you, oh, she did. Did you hear about this? I vaguely yeah, so remind me. She, I mean, she didn't go after them, but she said in her acceptance speech at the the Directors Guild, like Venus and Serena, you guys are great, but you guys have never had to compete against other men like I have. Mm. It's like, therefore, I'm better. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things like it's too good it's like Jane Campion you you all you had to do was not be terrible 
Yeah, just chill for a second. <laughs> just, just say thank you. And maybe what a better honor. movie would have won tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Although she wins Best Director and PTA gets nothing. What is going on? No, she won that after the voting had closed. She, I know. You know what I'm saying, I though. I know, I know. Um, I, I saw <laughs> an amazing tweet it was like they should have had chris rock come back out to announce best actor and him wearing like a neck brace <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> um speaking of can we is there were there moments that you liked i talked about like kevin costner moment man i really did like the lady gaga liza minnelli presenting best that picture. was great yeah, I, I mean just the the major bummer of it all is that it robbed so many I know. moments because I love that Questlove one. Oh my for gosh. Summer of Soul. Yeah. I love that Jessica Chastain one. Me too. For Eyes of Tammy Faye. Like, heck yeah. I like, um, man, we, we talked about that on this podcast. We didn't do an episode on Tammy Faye, but we talked about that performance and how she just. Oh, it's insane. It's, it's insane. She's amazing. She's amazing. And, and like, even just, I know this is weird to say, but like, when she accepted, like, the grace that she brought to the show, I was like, thank you, this is needed. Why has this been so loony up until this point? Um, but, I, yeah, the moments that I, like, genuinely enjoyed and didn't just enjoy as meme fodder were uh, far and few between. Yeah. Yeah. Few and far between. Yeah, I love the Questlove speech. And... And I, man. Yeah, he had, like, anyone who, basically anyone who was genuine, I enjoyed. The Troy Kotzer speech, when he wins Best Supporting yeah. Actor. Yeah. Amazing. Or, or just when he was walking up there, you're like, oh, man, he's staggering. I know, I know. And then just that story about his dad losing the ability to sign. and Drive My Car, Best, best International was nice. Uh, great moments of sweetness and, and, right. and grace. Right, right. Which, and the, it's this funny thing of, like, when it was those movies, when it was Tammy Faye, when it was Coda being, when it was Summer of Soul, like the sweet, uplifting, right? Those were the moments of like lightness and grace in this in this award ceremony. It's like the people that have been in Hollywood for their whole lives. It's like you guys, maybe you should just go. Maybe you should just go home. <laughs> That's how it felt, man. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it it was funny. It was almost like a generational gap but not by age by culture yeah yeah you know um uh you want to talk about coda winning best picture it's funny i i was gonna say we should hit some of some of the yeah do you have the list of winners yeah, i've got it um were there any surprises i mean because this was a pretty no there were no surprises only bummers i, I my my biggest bummer um Screenplay? Screenplay. Best original. I was just really hoping for this licorice pizza to sneak co- in. Because co- what won? Well, Coda won Best Adapted Screenplay. But what won Best Screenplay? And Belfast won, won Best Original. Yeah. It's just rough. Um, which I think is a perfectly pleasant movie. I know you haven't seen it. Um, do, do you think that licorice lost because of the controversies or because the Academy's dumb? Mm, I don't think it lost because of the controversies, because it got nominated and it got quite a few nominations. Um, right. And but it probably didn't help. I, I don't think it helped in the voting, but I just don't think people saw it. Right. This there was no way to 
Well, uh, you know, aside from like the like racial scenes, mm-hmm. I feel like the past month I saw a push on Twitter of people like saying, "Why is no one calling out what this is, which is pedophilia?" And I'm like, uh, "Excuse I, me, where were those people when call Call Me by Your Name came out?" But <laughs> sorry, right? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, which, but which, it, which it, by it, the way, in Licorice Pizza, they they hardly touch. Okay. They're... No, no, I know that people try like I people throw the idea that it's grooming, and I'm like, I think you fundamentally misunderstand this movie. But I, I just like, I don't know how I can go on Twitter or see these takes for Liquor's Pizza that are that, like, yeah. how did you get that from that? And then also like the same people will be defending Will Smith. It's, oh yeah, totally. Um, I basically I'm sad that LP didn't win anything. I know, I, I know. Um. And I would have been happy with Worst Person in the World getting uh, original screenplay. There was there was definitely a sense that, that could win yeah. it. Um, I thought, honestly, that had a chance for Best International. But then I was like, well, if Drive My Car is in, in, nominated for yeah, Best Picture, yeah. it's going to take yeah, it. I'm gl- I was happy about Drive My Car there. Um, You're going to try to tell me that anyone in that academy watched Drive My Car? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I know they joked about not watching Power of the Dog, but literally no one watched Drive My Car in that academy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's let's run through the the big categories here, a- as we just defend the small categories oh not gosh. getting enough airtime. But just to spare the listeners, just in case they're not as interested, but best uh, supporting actor, best supporting actor, Troy Kotzer, Coda, love it. Was there what like that was kind of a lock, right? Like early in the season, the Cody Smith McPhee from Power of the Dog, he's the the boy, the, oh, the young yeah, man. Yeah. He he was kind of the front runner and expected yeah, to win talks. this, and then momentum just shifted in the coda direction. Yeah. Um, and then best actress was uh, best supporting actress was Ariana DeBose for yeah, West Side but, Story, uh, right? And she was kind of a lock all season. That was not a surprise. Um, and, okay. and the you know Oscar history there is Rita Moreno won this same Oscar for that same character sixty years ago for the original movie. How many times has that happened? It's happened three times. I'm ready. See, you, you impressed? I got it. It's I happened. knew. You, I, I knew you would yeah. be. That's why it it's happened. It's happened. Uh, well, it's happened six times. Three characters: uh, the Joker, uh, v- uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Damn. Heath Ledger, and Vito Corleone, Marlon Brando, and uh, Robert De Niro, and the two Godfather one and two. Um, and so interestingly, because the Godfather movies were a few years apart, and the Joker movies were about ten years apart. This would be the longest span of time, uh, sixty years. Right. Um, the repeat. Yeah. Okay. So and then she's really good. Best in that. I know you haven't seen West Side Story. She's really good in West Side Story. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, best actor, who do we have? Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith, right? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, uh, yeah, I, I tell you, when they were showing the Oscar clips, and it gets to the Denzel clip for Tragedy of Macbeth, I'm like, man. Maybe Denzel should Denzel, be winning. Can we do a quick switch, please? <laughs> Denzel's really good in this movie. Did we just forget that? Like, <laughs> uh, it's just amazing, isn't it, that you could do that, and then you just say, "Well, I'm defending my family," and people are like, "Well, he's got a point there. <laughs> it's cool." <laughs> uh, have you just like switch around the context a little bit and have like. A non-celebrity say that I was defending my family. What? <laughs> it's like you're going to jail. 
uh, or paying some money. But he was he was pretty much the one this whole yeah. time. Uh, and, you know, and then best actress Tammy Faye, I, who who was who was others that you would have been like, okay, that that's I that's cool that that I was really honestly, if I was if there was gonna be an upset, I was hoping for like Penelope Cruz to sneak in here and win for Parallel Mothers. Mm-hmm. She's extraordinarily good in that movie. I was talking about yeah, it with somebody this sure. morning that I'm I think I think Penelope Cruz's early career like looms large damned her for her good work. Just, just in terms of like you know the the, the mental space of Yeah, for you know, sure. Oh, kind of kind of a Kirsten Dunst thing. Y- yes, like she was this you know basically early career Penelope Cruz, just super attractive rom-coms, you know, international, you know, actor would come in whatever but she's so accomplished she takes her art so seriously and i think she is so good in parallel mothers um yeah and and she just is so consistently putting out great work um yeah so i was uh, you know olivia coleman (laughs) no i just i love your impression of her i'm so (laughs) glad that lost daughters I don't even know if that's a title anymore, but I'm so glad that I didn't win anything. <laughs> Why did you do this? Why did you take this baby? <laughs> I don't know. Bit of fun. <laughs> it's like, what? I was just playing. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, also, what was with the Hall couples joke? Uh, it's a bad joke. <clears throat> I did, I, Jake was like... Yeah, he was, did not look amused. Um... And it was weird. I mean, the Kristen Stewart thing, that was the talk of the early season was her for Spencer. And Yeah, that was kind of the happened. upset I was I was looking yeah. for. Uh, but uh, Jessica Chastain really had it all season. And, yeah. and she's been campaigning, like, so perfectly well. Like She, she yeah. Uh, I'm very... She's amazing. Cool, cool with that Give win. her an Oscar. I love it. Um, Jane Campion wins. Give her an wins. Oscar. Best director. Uh, I know. I, I was just. It's good, but my guy. To be honest, I was. I'm just annoyed that Denis Villeneuve was not nominated in this category. It's like Dune wins everything. Like, but even as I said that just now, did you just have a moment of feeling like he wasn't? <laughs> like, it's insane to me that he wasn't even. Nominated. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that he wasn't nominated. I mean, it's so strange. Like, this movie won all the categories that make up a movie. <laughs> and yet... The person that was know, in charge of bringing all of that together, we're not even going to nominate Or, or even just the movie, you know, the movie in general. Itself, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I... And I just rewatched Licorice Pizza this weekend, and... It, I had watched it early it in the season when it came out, and I've watched so many of the nominees since then. And my big takeaway of rewatching Licorice Pizza was, Matt, no, it's still my favorite of the bunch, and it's just still so the best. Good. Uh, still the yeah. best. And then Coda just sweeps in. We've heard the rumbles of this for a couple weeks now, because Power of the Dog felt like a lock. Oh yeah, for most. Uh, of can, it. can you explain the Coda hype? I was thinking about like, it. Like, listen, I loved. I, 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 I don't even say I loved. I really liked Coda. Yeah. It was perfectly pleasant to yeah. watch. But that's kind of as far as it goes for me. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And I remember I sent it to you. It was like the weekend it came out on Apple TV Plus in August. I sent you the trailer. I said we should do this. 
And, and I was like, nah. This and I think sucks. I even said like, this is going to be an award season thing. Right. And you knew. And and we watched it, and I had that feeling. And then I really thought, man, I miscalled that because it just was not in the conversation for months. Right. And, and then out of nowhere. And then momentum shifted in this huge way. And I think it was one of these things where it did not debut with a big splash because the Apple TV Plus thing. And then right. people caught up on it. And mm-hmm. um, and it, it just was like this heartwarming, feel-good thing that people wanted. And people love... I mean, everybody loves Marley Matlin. And she is just awesome. Um, and... It, it, to me, it was to, to me. I I really had a strong feeling when it won Best Ensemble Cast at the Screen Actors right. Guild Awards because right. Troy Concert won that night, but he was the only performance nominated, and it's such a weird thing. It's like this cognitive dissonance when they give an ensemble the grand prize, but they actually didn't nominate right. any of the individual players, <laughs> which right. is what happened with Parasite that year. Was Parasite won Best Ensemble? And they didn't yeah. even nominate a single one of those actors. Yeah. I mean, you know, as we're talking about it, I get it. I totally like, get it. I get it. It it It's one of these weird years where, like, Dune is just a part one yeah. of a thing that doesn't feel like a complete story or movie. Yeah. It's amazing, but it doesn't feel complete. No one's... I mean, Licorice Pizza, to me, is the clear winner, but no one seems it to was, feel it that was never way gonna, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then... King Richard is this Oscar bait, which they're trying to avoid, and Power of the Dog is way more challenging. Yeah. Like, e- even when I rewatched it this week, I was still like, I should have started this earlier in sure. the night. You know? Sure. Like, even knowing the ending, it's it's very slow and gradual. Yeah. You know? So I get it. It just... And, and, I, and know. I know it's already being compared. Coda is already being compared to, like, Green Book winning or Crash winning, and I'm here to say it is not that. Like no, it, it it's uh, and maybe this is just a bias of mine of like the assumption that feel good, mm-hmm. lighthearted, um, more consumable movies are less quote unquote deep, yeah. um, which isn't fair to say, but I just um, I don't know I don't I don't foresee myself going back to that movie a lot, yeah, and in the in the near future, yeah, and out of the ones on that list, it's like that is not the one I'm hype to rewatch in a year or something and it's hard i mean i think some of our criticism was like when i think about the choir class scenes and how much they're like that teacher that teacher and like that scene the, gl- with the, the glee of it all and the tambourine and the glee of it all and i'm like man and i saw this somewhere it's like man this is the uh this is the this will be the best picture winner that most resembles a disney channel original movie <laughs> right and, totally and I don't totally has that sensibility. Yeah, I, I to don't it. think that's an unfair criticism. I I don't. It's elevated, but it yeah, has that it's, sensibility. It's way better than that. But but that yeah. is, you know, and maybe there's a conversation to be had of like that kind of genre, I guess. But even like a Nightmare Alley, like as far as a all-encompassing, mm-hmm. impressive, mm-hmm. like feat yeah. of a movie. Yeah, there's somebody I would have preferred to have seen take the. It's okay. Take that home, you know. Um, I, and I, you know, Belfast comes close to Coda in terms of what I could have expected, just because there's a feel goodness yeah. to that, yeah, and, for sure, and, and a lightness to it, and it's a nice story and all of that. But did Nightmare win anything? Mm-mm. No, they're like we already gave you an Oscar for your worst movie. I, yeah, that's kind of it's, it's weird. <laughs> they're so stupid. I know, it's such a weird thing. So 
you know, this was, this was some sort of celebration, I guess, of movies. Um, but not at all. I didn't feel any of I, that. I really didn't. I, yeah. Um, and that's a shame. I, you know what? My experience watching Licorice Pizza got me more excited about movies. And and Megan turned to me. I, I, I'd been telling her, I think, I think you'd actually like this one. And it was so funny, you know, as an aside. You know, I, I was watching the Oscars on my laptop, and she's like, I, I just haven't seen any of these movies. And I was like, well, you, we watched Summer Soul. That one won. We, you watched Coda. It's going to win Best Picture. We watched Tammy Faye, Best Actress. We watched Kim, King Richard. <laughs> Will Smith's going to win. Right. Like, I did a good... It, it is this funny thing of, like, those were the movies this season where I thought, Megan will like these, and mm-hmm. these are the ones that are winning there is actually some populist appeal because because that's megan is never going to watch power of the dog and and that's just there's no judgment on that like that's just a taste thing um and i said i said i think you'd like licorice pizza and she turned to me halfway through she's like why don't we watch more movies this is amazing (laughs) i know yeah yeah. it's like it's so rare i can't wait to own a movie i can't wait to own it on physical yeah you know yeah it's so special, yeah. and no one saw I it. I know, I know. Um, um, and then, yeah, that's so, uh, I'm just thinking about the, the cheer awards, which I'm like, that's not a thing, ever. It's not a thing. And also, you're way too out of touch to know when people are hyped about a movie because Gosh. you put the Justice League at the top of this list. Well, because it was based on a fan vote. People, like, rigged it. It was based on a Twitter <laughs> vote. <laughs> they must have got trolled. No, 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 seriously. When yeah, the, the Snyder is our. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh man. Um, well, should we? If unless there's anything else, should we? I gotta talk say, about I think this is a good time. To, a fairly snubbed this film. This is a good time to say it. this. Would be a little treat. So we have a listener. Uh, it's a friend of mine. His name is John, and um, I, so I know him through the church that I'm a pastor at. And I'm actually transitioning jobs right now. And this today was my last Sunday at this church. And I'll, I'll, I'm taking a new position at, a, at another church and kind of out of what I've been doing for the last many years. And it kind of, we're excited, but it's been a bittersweet couple of weeks. And I get this email yesterday, uh, which I actually thought was a junk email at first. And I'm glad I opened it. It was from my friend, John, who listens to the podcast. Um, and it was a gift card to the Tower Theater in Sacramento and as a going away gift of leaving the church. And I want to thank John, who's a listener for that. And I told him this morning, but I'll say it again, I, to, to get a gift like that is, is to me like what it is to be known. <laughs> and it, right. it, it meant a lot. So um, I'm excited to go Heck watch yeah. some Oscar Beatty art house movie at Tower Theater uh, very soon. Heck yeah. So. Shout out John. Yeah. He recently uh, listened to our Licorice Pizza episode and was excited an hour and a half in when we finally started talking about Licorice Pizza. <laughs> it took us an hour and a half. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, oh, I forget that we did that. Guess yeah, we okay, did yeah. the guys. Um, yeah, well, sp- speaking of Oscar bait art house movies, we've been... We've been putting this off. We've been talking a big game about this movie for a long time, but here we are, hot off the heels of it not winning much at the 94th one Oscar. Academy Awards. It was nominated for 12, and it won one. 
What are they doing? That's a, not, not, not such a... Trending. What just happened uh, between Will Smith and Chris Rock? Not such a powerful dog there. Ayo. <laughs> Power the dog. Power of right, the dog. So, so We out here. Yeah. So we, we've been talking about for months we we're going to do this as an episode. And, and I don't know. Do, do you have a reason why we just it never kind of clicked for us to sit down and record... I think it's a challenging movie, mm-hmm. and I think that it kind of requires a second viewing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we say that about a lot of movies we like, but that, yeah, just this one, which is very um, like things happen in the last twenty minutes that reframe a lot of the film for yeah. you, and so it does require. I feel like it requires a second viewing to be able to talk about it confidently. Yeah, and and I yeah, I just think it's a dense work. I think yeah. that's an okay way to say it. Um, yeah. And and I think, I don't know, it's just kind of a hard movie to think about. How do we how do we frame a conversation around this? And so we're going to do a yeah, brief kind of our thoughts. We want to get it out there. You just rewatched it. Um, Power of the Dog is really good. and But there's also like large parts of it that don't work for me at all. And um, I think that's also why I was like, I don't know how to talk about this yet. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? what um, why don't you say? We'll start with what works for you, and I'll share what works for me. Well, okay. Should we give some context of the overall story? Yeah, I mean, it's, so Jane Campion directs. It's kind of it's based on a novel, um, it, um, written of the same name. Yeah, written like sixty years ago or something, and it's this kind of western or early nineteen hundreds. These two brothers who are ranchers and, and made a lot of money in Montana, very successful in Montana, and um, Jesse Plemons plays one of the one of the brothers. Gets married to Christian Dunst. He plays Fatso, <laughs> according to his brother. Um, according to his brother, that's not my term at all. It is a an example of Phil's. Um, Acid wit. Uh, yeah. Really, it's just his mean, hard edge. Um, and his brother, Phil, and but he marries Kristen Dunst, who brings her college-age son, right? He, he's in med school or mm-hmm. something, you know, to, the, to Peter, Peter to, to, to live in the ranch with them. And, and Phil is just kind of mean-spirited bully kind of figure toward the son and toward uh, Kristen Dunst. I mean, there's that scene where... They're married now, and she calls she's like, oh, brother Phil, and he just like, just in this nasty way snaps back at her. I'm not your brother, right? Um, mm-hmm. That crazy scene where she's playing the piano, and then he opens up. She's practicing for a dinner party. Yeah. She's obviously nervous and has anxiety about it. And he's a very accomplished musician, and he's like playing circles around her on his banjo, like up the staircase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, okay, yeah. So kind of the story is Phil's isolation from people, mm-hmm. seeing his brother get into a relationship that's going to take his brother further from him, and it's a relationship that he like can't have Yeah, for the timing of this movie, and um, you just see him dealing with separation, loneliness. Because of his sexuality. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know what you say, like 19... It's like 1920. 25? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so just a character who can't be who he is yeah, and be accepted and 
the frustration, anger, and all the stuff that comes with that. Um, and so we, that's kind of the context, yeah. right? Um, so you said the things that don't work. No, what, what works for you in it? Uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to start with, I feel like I need to start with what okay, doesn't because it, like most of it does. Like mm. the cinematography is insane. The score, obviously we've talked about a ton. The performances are great. Like one of the, like when the Plemons moment where he says, it's just nice to be not alone. Yeah. <laughs> or what, what's the, I don't know it's, the exact It's just quote, nice but, to not be alone anymore. Or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, give him his best supporting. He's really good. (laughs) Like, he doesn't have many scenes, but he crushes what he's in. Um, Cumberbatch is great. Kirsten Dunst is great and in a role that I'm not used to seeing her in. But as I was rewatching it, I I was remembering my initial problem with the movie on the first watch, which is uh, I don't quite understand some of the motivations with with Kirsten and her son. Mm. Where... Like, like I was processing with Sarah, and she's like, well, he's just a complete monster to them. And I'm like, is he, though? Like, f- like from, like, Phil, you yeah. know? Like, I've watched the movie, and I end up just empathizing with Phil mm. and just feel bad for this character and don't really feel bad for anyone else in the movie um, because he's literally murdered. Yes. <laughs> and it's by someone that he was hoping to find solace in being able to share who he is with this person. Mm-hmm. But what, what I actually see in the film from his behavior, it's like, yeah, he plays the banjo. He has some cutting words sometimes. And that's it. <laughs> you know, like, there's the, the, this, basically there's moments. There's, this, th- there's ways that... Go ahead. Uh, he, there's this menacing attitude he has. I mean, I think about the first scene in the, the, the restaurant inn that she works at. Yeah, sure. And he's just kind of wicked. Yeah, but like... But I, I understand I what you're saying. Way- I think... What, are you trying to say like... It's not like he's... It, it stops okay. there. It's just kind of this... Yeah, like... like and it's barely even yeah. there. Like some of the... Like the characters treat him as if he is a... Like spirit... Like... Like... And like... Ener- evil incarnate... Yeah from a different dimension like like kirsten at one point says or what's her name in the movie rose rose says says uh he's just a man you know like we can't like yeah uh she i think she says that to peter when they're like i don't want to go near him you know and and she says that i'm like what has he done lately Mm -hmm. like he makes fun of the boy in the opening scene and he's kind of just like smart alecky and kind of rude you know i'll give him that but uh, like, there's no violence. There's no uh, truly menacing behavior from from what I can tell. Leading up to, you know, this point in the movie where characters are treating him like he's he's like it reminds me of, like series of unfortunate events like Count Olaf like he's gonna murder us at any point and he's and he's just trying to get away with it you know. Yeah, so you just rewatched. It. I haven't watched it in a while. So correct me if I'm wrong. But I remember the, the the moment that was the most kind of confusing to me is when uh, Peter shows up at the camp of guys, and he walks mm-hmm. down the line and he finds Phil braiding this rope, right? And up until mm-hmm. that point, their relationship has been very contentious. And right. I think at this point, if I'm if you kind of contextualize the movie based on its ending, this is where Peter is now has a plan. 
and he's going to put it into action by like I'm going to get close to Phil. Maybe not right. the exact plan, but I'm going to I'm going to defend my mother, right? Right. And but then Phil is just like, "Let me show you what I'm doing, and I'll talk to you." Well, the reason that happens, I'm assuming, is because Peter finds Phil's like secret yes. hiding yeah. spot, and Phil has a moment of one. Maybe he's you know saw what I'm doing out here. And it's kind of like his sexual getaway yeah. sort of thing. He's got magazines, but also just like time by himself away yeah. from the other ranchers. So he's like, oh, this kid knows this about me. Maybe I need to like protect that. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. But also maybe I, maybe I see something in this kid that understands that part of yeah. me. So I'm going I just, to, I, you I know, felt like that was the moment there. where it, it was the most kind of confusing shift to me. In terms of motivations, but I understand what you're saying. That 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 goes a long yeah, way to. Yeah, I understand. That. Kind of Phil's opening mm-hmm. up, but uh, like again, for this kid to go and murder this guy yeah, because actually the, 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 his... the real psychopath in the movie is Peter. Right for for tr- treating his mom bad, like sometimes with his words, and, and I actually that, that that's where it kind of loses and, me. And I actually know? think the movie kind of presents him as a very strange aloof yes especially on rewatching yeah like he he's the least uh um empathetic yeah. character like he he's uh you know dissecting a rabbit that everyone has come to see as a pet he's like hula hooping outside oh, yeah. for no reason like a freaking courage the cowardly yeah. dog villain like that's what that movie reminds me of sometimes it's a very like <clears throat> house the, the, the bareness of yeah. yeah it's like what creatures lurk and it's like this wide-eyed fella well it's it's like it's like at first watch your the movie is almost playing off your sensibilities of like i'm i'm, I'm supposed to empathize with this kid because he's being bullied and he's mm-hmm. weird and, and right and you right. would never jump to he's psychopathic right Right, right. But that is where the movie goes. And so you can rewatch right. all of that and say, oh, I was actually drawn into a fake understanding here. <laughs> right. He, these are like the, the violence to animals, like these things, like that's some psychopathic tendencies. And yeah, for sure. And there's, there's nothing, there's nothing that I, that I find ni- very nice about this character. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, maybe I wish that the movie kind of played that up a little bit more mm-hmm. of of the darkness of his of who yes. he is. And I I know the end would be less of a like reveal or like wait what? Yeah. Um because the ending is pretty amazing yes. in that by the time uh Phil is murdered by Peter, like it, it's like you, you realize the motivation at, at the same time that basically Phil would have so it's almost as if you have been poisoned. Yeah. You're like, wait, he's the I'm the movie's yes. over. Yeah, you know, I, which is pretty I cool. I love the ending. I love the twist. I think it's it it feels like a like a magic trick, and yeah, exactly. And it's so rare that a movie does and, that. And I think it pulls it off. And that Johnny Greenwood score just just oh, just like undergirds the whole thing perfectly. It's like everything is is Tetris, but also funneling Tetris. Mm-hmm. Like it just lands mm-hmm. perfectly right at the yeah. end. But I just that wish I just wish that on the journey I had a better sense of like, this is, this is redemption for, um, 
Rose or like I feel for Rose mm-hmm. more, you know, or, uh, you know, the psychopathic tendencies of Peter are like turned up even a little yes. bit more. Be- or, or, or not even, okay, I won't even say that. I, what, I, what I'll say is like his weird uh, protectiveness and affection for his mom, if they would have turned that up yeah. and made that stranger, you know. Because the movie opens with that. The movie opens with revealing the trick, which is I'll do anything to protect yeah. my mom. But what I don't feel in the movie is that she needs protecting. Yeah. And then two, why he's this committed to her. Yeah, because on that first viewing, it there there's nothing to indicate. I mean, it's there, but you always are going to try and sympathize with this kid. I think, And that's part of the trick, but it's almost, it cheapens it to me. Of, right. I think... Uh, the way that I've described it previously is my experience of the movie watching it was like, oh, this is really extraordinary. This is a masterful work. Mm-hmm. And we haven't mentioned it. This is a beautiful movie. The Oh my god. Uh, the the school West has never looked like yeah. this. I mean it and it I mean literally because it was shot in New Zealand. <laughs> um right. New Zealand is an extraordinarily beautiful stand in for Montana, as it turns out. Um, the music is amazing. The set designs, everything is, is just, it's so gorgeous. It's so gorgeously shot. I saw this great tweet thread this week about a shot from Spider-Man No Way Home and how everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is a great shot because of its use of negative space. And this, this, um, writer was like, oh, actually there's no negative space in this. This is like the worst example of negative space. Here's 30 great examples of it. And if a bunch of them were power of the dog, because Right. Play, the cinematography plays uh, it's on, relentless. on the barrenness of the land and it's all like it's not just negative space to look nice it's it's connected to theme it's connected to place it's it's so beautiful that was my yeah. initial reaction but then every time i think about the movie after everything every time i've thought about the movie since then it's like water dripping through my hands like there's nothing right. to hold on to right. the the twist is is great and nice but like I, I, I just, I have no concept of what this movie is, um, aside from the right. last 15 minutes. That's the thing. It feels like, um, it's, it feels like a bunch of, uh, this is a dumb metaphor, but it feels like there's like 10 phones on a table mm-hmm. and they're all charged at like 70, mm-hmm. 80%. But like, they're so close to all just being yeah. charged at 100%. Yeah. You know, like even even the um, the isolation and loneliness of Phil, it's like you could have just turned that up like just a little bit to make me feel more for him. You know, there's just a lot of steps that I feel like could have taken it to a just stone cold five star movie. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, it's good, but it it just does not have this lasting effect to to me. It's like, you know, fifth. 15 years 15 years later we're still talking about no country for old men i just mm-hmm. don't see myself talking about power of the dog in 15 years right um i you know i also don't see myself talking about coda much in 15 years but <laughs> yeah but i will be yeah. i will like, be watching licorice pizza still yeah and that is yeah. a movie to talk about beauty to talk about i i rewatched it this weekend and my big takeaway was this in extraordinary balance that Paul Thomas Anderson always keeps in tension between artful cinema and 
purely fun entertainment. And the movie is just constantly... He's a rare and going talent. Back yeah. and forth and integrating these things so beautifully. And 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 all of that that we just talked about, the beauty of Power of the Dog, the, the music, the themes, it's like Licorice Pizza just knows how to integrate that so much more seamlessly and, and yeah. in a way that I find is so rewarding and lasting. Yeah. I I'm, I am just... Yeah, I'm curious... I kind of just the, the weird thing about the power of the dog though as they're saying that like I don't know if I'll be watching it 10 years like I almost do want to watch it one more time <laughs> it's like like it, the moment hit me a lot harder <laughs> this viewing when Peter sees the dog in the hills mm. sees the shadow and feels just like holy crap yeah like someone who is like me who might see the world like me who might yeah. you know yeah. do you see the dog have yeah. yeah 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 like maybe this is my solace maybe this is my yeah. like i can be okay yeah. and then that is the thing that murders him it's like man it's brutal I but i i just think that you have to uh, dig a lot and maybe a little too much to like feel deeply yeah with this movie yeah. but overall recommend it's good beautiful yeah um, so yeah score is the best part. I am bummed it didn't win more score, the score is great um, yeah yeah and I think it struggles a little bit from building up expectations with the trailer which makes it seem like like I was waiting for Phil to become there will be blood guy oh yeah you know yeah like in his disturbing acts yeah and it never comes it's close to that. that it's so, just not that it's just so decidedly not that yeah, and I think there might be an expectation with the way the trailers put out there that it's like, oh my yeah. gosh, blood on the leaves, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. Cool. Should we hit up segments? Sure. All right. I'm gonna get the sound effect here. Pouring this. What are you sipping on? Um, I had a Lacroix. Nice. Had a cold fashion and some sparkle water. I needed a beverage after this. <laughs> Horrific Oscar offering. Yeah, what a thing. Um, what a thing that was. This is, excuse me, a damn fine couple segments. And I'm excited to contribute to the discourse of it all. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite shot? Well, what was your letterbox score? Uh, four stars. Four stars. Same. Yeah. Same here. Um, and that's probably like initial reaction was probably higher and then it kind of came down um yeah and it's it's just fine i mean the whole movie looks so good but one of my favorite shots is when he's i know this is weird for it to be my favorite but when he's like beating the horse as a response of like anger from it's that whole um, sequence is shot so beautifully yeah yeah, when the like him and the horse are leaving the barn into the like empty land and it's kind of he's silhouetted and i mean obviously i'm not a fan of beating animals but it it looks pretty amazing and then the hula hoop shot is great (laughs) it's so it's so creepy but it's creepy it's framed really well and and, like the colors are popping off and a random little girl shows up it's like yeah this is courage's cowardly dog and then i I have a couple others but i I think um it's just been a while since I've seen it, but I, 
the things that stick in my memory the most are the are the ones where she frames the mountain in that open doorway of the barn and it's yeah. that or there's a kitchen scene where it's the like you'd see the mountain in the window mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah she does a lot I, of but that. i just think specifically of of in the barn there's that scene where they're they're looking at the the saddle and the saddle's in the doorway or whatever and they're in the mountains yeah. behind it and it's it's that constant it's it's that returning to that kind of image and that motif and using that negative space of all the silhouetting um framed mm. against the 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 mountain in the background is really yeah. beautiful it's it, it's constant ominous isolation mm-hmm, mm-hmm like haunting these characters throughout yeah. the movie. Uh, and that's why probably another favorite is when Rose and uh, Rose and George are on a mountainside yeah. and they're, she's teaching them how to dance and then it just like starts swinging around them. Yeah. And they're like, Oh my God, they have each other. They're going to be okay. It's amazing. The, the, the last Western we talked about was cry macho. And Oh my God. What I, I Oh my, I would love to like, a Will Smith reference, Men in Black, my memory, that movie out of my head. Oh my gosh. Maybe he could slap the memory out of um, me. Do you have an unsung hero for... Are we, are we on unsung hero? Did I miss anything? Um, I think, uh, yeah, unsung yeah. hero. An unsung hero for Power of the Dog? I'll go, I'll go with his banjo. <laughs> the banjo. Not the, not the rawhide ropes. <laughs> Although the, that shot of the ropes in the tub, but it's like clear water, yeah. you know, and you can see them and they look like death for some reason. That's pretty dope. But yeah, the banjo is such a little character. And then he's like seen along with the um, score. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Freaking Rose out. I'm like, this is part of it. Like he looks out the window. He's doing the whistle. It's like, yep, he knows he, he's up there. And she's like, ah, I have to go drink now. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, he's, Is he that bad? What's he doing? I know. I just don't get it. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the dog in the mountain. Or, uh... Oh, I'm going to go with the girl from uh, Jojo Rabbit, who ironically finds him dissecting a rabbit and then runs out in horror. Yeah. She's pretty good. Um, I was also going to go with uh, Bronco Henry. (laughs) (laughs) His presence looms Uh, large. Large like the What dog. do you think, Fatso? Should we go <laughs> eat some deer liver in the mountains like we used to? Oh, man. I can't not hear some of his British accent. <laughs> Is that all for Power of the Dog? We got, what else are we watching? But Or if you liked this, what what do you recommend people to go watch? Um, I got one. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's not quite in the same vein, but I, I was thinking about, if you liked this, if you really like Power of the Dog, this barren... <laughs> desperate dark western mm-hmm. um you know go go watch there will be blood but that's been said enough right um it, it's just so weird because the stuff that i really like that's in this vein i think is is i think about like the coen brothers true grit from 10 or 12 years ago or whatever that's a movie i like a lot it's just it's so it's just so yeah. much nicer not not better. I, just I would almost there's an uplifting quality to it. I maybe I think of like Hell or High Water as a as a good one. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. amazing. It's this it's kind of a modern western in Texas about a couple of brothers, um, and and it uses to me maybe I would say Hell or High Water because 
that's one of the my favorite examples of a movie in the last 10 years that uh, really knows how to use its setting and it and creates mm. a sense of place, which I think Power of the Dog does really well. Yeah, yeah for sure. I was going to, uh, I just remembered The Killing of Two Lovers. Oh, yeah. I feel like if one. you vibed with Power of the Dog, you'd love that movie. And I think it's streaming on Hulu. Um, a short. Yeah, short, uh, similar kind of vibe aesthetically. And um, yeah, similar themes. Super accessible. Go check yeah. that out. Killing of Two Lovers. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. What else are you watching? What else? Oh, you know what? I just rewatched the Dark Knight trilogy. I was still in a Batman mood from our Batman conversation. And uh, it was fun because Sarah had like half seen all of them. Mm. And she she got hooked. She was like, can we watch the next one? Tonight? Oh, you know? cool. The next time I'm like, heck yeah. So I just plowed through those bad boys. Nice. What about you? I watched Windfall, a new Netflix movie. Uh, Jason Segel... And Jesse Plemons actually is in it. And Jesse mm. Plemons plays like this tech billionaire. Um, he and his wife, who's played by Lily Collins, they're like go to their vacation home and Jason Siegel is there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw the trailer for this. Um, and I think it's fine. It's just like again, then I put on like licorice pizza and I'm like, oh never mind, windfall sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tindone kinda does have a point about all movies lately are just like kind of okay. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is fine. I, I saw somebody say, like, oh, so we're really into making thrillers that have absolutely no sense of tension building, <laughs> which is kind of how I felt about Windfall. I think it's a fine movie, uh, and it was short enough. Yeah. Um, but I watched The Godfather 1 and 2 this week, and they're masterpieces. So, I mean, and I'm not trying to compare because that's not fair, but. I just want some more masterpieces. I just, you know, I like good movies. Um, well, I think that's going to wrap up our conversation. It's pretty yes. late, and we had a lot of Oscar drama to sift oh through. So what's our takeaway from this 94th Academy Awards? Love, love Movie one lovers another. unite. My takeaway is that Coda is a perfectly fine movie. Yeah, same. My takeaway is LP should have won more stuff. Also, don't slap people. And with that... Uh, we'll try to survive the discourse around the Oscars this week on Twitter. We wish the same for you, and uh, we'll see y'all next week for another episode of Movies While I Sleep. All right. Oscars, Power of the Dog, Movies While I Sleep. We'll see y'all later. Good night, y'all. Bye. I was just playing. (laughs)